Welcome to another episode of the Workplace Revolution, and I'm your host, Sile Bolani. Being a black woman in business, the good, the bad, and the ugly, that's what we're talking about today. As a black woman in business, I have often shared about the challenges and varying experiences I've had whilst trying to build a business, make a living, and create employment. Each time I've shared my experiences, other black women in business have shared similar stories and experiences as well. Joining me for today's conversation is a digital marketing whiz whose focus is on being an impactful global representative of women in tech. She was a recent participant in Investec's Global Exposure Program for Media Entrepreneurs in Bangalore, India, and is committed to driving ICT and innovation in South Africa, as well as providing Wi-Fi access to underprivileged youth so that they can equip themselves with e-learning and access to important information to better their lives. Mags. That's me. <laughs> Hi, and welcome oh, to the Workplace you. Revolution. Thank you for having me. Mom. Thank you so exciting. much for coming on board. So Mags and I studied together very, very, very many years ago. Long <laughs> um, and life has been very interesting because we kind of pretty much studied the same yeah, the thing, same you know, yeah. media studies, marketing, a bit yeah. of advertising, a yeah. bit of PR, mm-hmm. uh, but life has taken us in different directions and that you're and in the whole tech space. I don't know anything <laughs> about tech. I mean, even just doing this podcast is like stretching myself. Um, but now life has found a way to kind of bring us together again oh. after all of these years. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your professional background okay i moved to i'm originally from bloemfontein mm. you know this everybody yes. know that Bloom girls people, rock. Yes, people <laughs> still think that i live in bloemfontein which mm. is weird but originally from bloom i moved to Joburg 13 years 13 years ago that's when i actually met you mm. my first year here i was in your space and then um I moved to Joburg. I founded, um, I was an intern at a media company. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but then eventually they really liked my work. And then they're like, oh, okay, Max, we're going to take you permanently, get your stuff together. At the time, I didn't have a, a driver's license. And my, my, uh, my position needed me to have a driver's license. Mm. So, and a car. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so from an intern. The to, dreaded must have vehicle. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then they actually, because of my background, they worked out for themselves on how much I actually need to earn in order to be in that position. Mm. But there's so many things they did not consider, you know, because they, I just feel like now when I think about it, it's like, it was such a, for my privilege of, for for them them, to determine how much I'm worth before even actually having a conversation, having with, a you. conversation mm. with me to realize how much I actually deserved, mm. you know, because I remember when they gave me the money, I was happy with it because I'm from, you know, I don't, I didn't really from an intern to a permanent. Yeah. But when I looked, I think two years down the line, I got another boss mm. who was, I think, because my first boss there was like a white guy. But then when I got another boss who was an Indian lady, she just could never understand why I never used, I had money. And I was like, I'm like, do you know how much I earn? And she's like, 
no, what do you mean? And then I gave her my pace. Like, she wanted to cry for me. I was mm. like, what? And then I even found out, like, maybe a, the girl who joined a year after me, mm. how she was earning more. And then, because, yeah. you know, and then. The color of the skin is I, the same. It, it, my heart, like, that's when reality hits you. Because you are at a place and you think, ah, things are fine. Everyone is the same. You know, you're treated the same way. And our industry is fine. You know, just like mm. everyone just feels like they're inclusive. You think. But then yeah. when like, it hit me, I was like, wow. And then luckily this boss of mine just made, she made sure that she changes everything mm. for me. So for me, I was really grateful for her because she could have just, she wouldn't have bothered herself. Because she had to then literally write a thesis on why why you deserve I to. deserve mm. to and she's like Max you cannot disappoint me so please try to also put in as much as you can you know an effort for them to see that and so, yet people who earn more than you can be as mediocre as medi- they want oh. <laughs> <laughs> drives oh me gosh. crazy <laughs> yes oh they are sad because yeah literally that's the truth because you have to be like have to work 10 times and push and prove i i most of the time when i was there it was like max is not ready max is not ready and when they see me now i'm always like yeah i used to say i'm not ready Mm. like look where am i Mm. but it was just that thing of it's just about them just putting me in a certain box where they don't think I'll ever get... Like, that's why it confuses them even today when they see me. They're like, this girl... How did you get there? How did she even mm. get there, you know? So, but yeah, that was that. And I moved to I moved to other companies as well. And then, but when I was pregnant with my second child, mm. I then decided that because my husband has been in corporate for, for a very long time. And I was also working... I was in uh, in corporate, so we just decided one of us needs to have to own the time, their time. Right. We can't both not be available. Be for doing our those kids. corporate hours. Exactly. <laughs> you know. So he's like, I one must die, and that was me, the the creative in the family. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So then in twenty fifteen, when I was pregnant with my my second child, six months pregnant, probably like, are you crazy? No one starts a business when they're pregnant. <laughs> what about you? maternity leave i loved it's like well guys you know i can't like i know i did stress a bit but yes. i was like my time in maternity leave can't compare those two mm-hmm. and then so that's when i started my company digital shiro mm-hmm. and then i decided to go but i started consulting at first like the first year was more of a consulting and then as i grew because you know every business every business person will i'll be will be five years now right mm. but the, all the changes that has happened since the beginning you never end up why, where you said you gonna. Yes. so because then god realizes oh this person is in the space then they give you more and more opportunities so i started as i started consulting but um eventually it had become a fully fleshed tech media company how was that transition for you moving from employment to now being responsible for the money that you make and and having to go out and find not just find the business but secure the business Mm -hmm. because it's one thing to be able to get a meeting 
if you're even able to get a meeting, especially as a black woman in business. Mm-hmm. And worse still, you're in the creative space, which is historically and predominantly white. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was that experience like for you? You know, I just, I just went. I think for me, I always say this, that the success of my company the the heart of it is because I'm a salesperson. Mm. So I can sell anything, right? I not just sell, I even serve my clients. Mm. Even if I cannot do what they need me to do, I'll find them someone who can. Mm-hmm. And then my clients still don't mind paying me to pay that person to do the work right. as long as they have to deal with me because mm. I get things done. So Luckily for me, I've been at an advantage because naturally I know how to sell. Mm. And corporate and, and working for other people has reached... Like, I know that I, will, I wouldn't be where I am if I didn't work for someone and understand the turnaround time, all those important yes, things, the, the foundations, the yes. structure that you learn from that space. Where, mm. So for me, that also became a, quite a, an advantage. And... I struggle, like the people I thought will support me when I moved into my business, they didn't because for them, they supported me with, uh, with big companies. Mm-hmm. But when I'm alone, I, someone even told me like one of the person I trusted with all my heart is like sat in a boardroom like guys, you must know when you're spending with Megs because she's still new. We don't know what she's going to do with, like now. And that's the truth. They really cannot trust now. If I was working for someone, it made sense that they can go after that company if something goes wrong. But mm. now it's me. They can't risk, you know. But I was just sad when I heard that this person <laughs> said that, yeah. you know. And um, But then, so, you know, now I learned that this fight nah, of black and white, especially in the workspace or even in business, it's a, it's, a, it's a fight I'm not going to put myself into, mm-hmm. but I'm going to create my own path, mm-hmm. you know? So as you are on the side, there's a big company doing your own thing. You'll see Megs digging her own stuff, doing her own thing. Mm-hmm. I create my own road, mm-hmm. you know, because it was, it was heartbreaking to, to when you realize that I was into programs, you know, with big companies, uh, with like there was a program on with SAB, mm-hmm. you know, SAB really loved me, loved our products and whatever. But then I have to... Okay, they love the product, but then I have to deal with their agency, Mm. you know? And then the agency made me go through the whole process Mm. all over again. It's fine. I'm a salesperson. I understand business. And I'm like, okay, I know long-term goals. That's what I'm saying. I'll go through this process. Mm. Go through the process. And then um, when we're done, oh, Max, everyone is happy, you cool. They order. Like peanuts, you know? And then I see this. I call the client. I call, is it, I'm like, guys, <laughs> you know, we had a meeting. They called a meeting at SAB for me. They called a meeting. Everyone sat on the table. They're mm. like, guys, Megs is part of this program for us. It needs this program for her to succeed. This business needs to be given business because mm-hmm. she can do one, two, three, four, five. Max cannot get can get a minimum of this much for each and every campaign we have. We know how much we give you guys. So you have to give her this mm-hmm. much. Yes, yes, yes. Ah, that day, 
Yeah, if it's like Ili, I think it was like 20 percent to be left. Oh my gosh. I was like, this is like someone saying, What can you do? Mm. And then I remember a few months later like the guy the client called me like max we haven't seen any of you on the schedules what's happening i'm like guys i'm tired you know i'm tired of of fighting like of wasting so Mm. much of my energy and putting my time in all of this when i know you guys if it was up to you you will do what's what's right but because it has moved somewhere else i cannot do this you know because then I'll be, I'll, I'm the one who's always complaining and mm. I don't want that. I want to move forward. And I, at the moment, it's nice to say I've done business with you, but with what I've gotten, it's not worth it for me. But also just thinking about the amount, like how much it costs you to be chasing and following up and phoning and email and data and driving up and down, doing all of these things. I think one of the biggest issues that I've had with trying to be or being a black woman in business is just the abuse of power that people exert uh, when you are trying to provide a service, Mm. you know, and it always comes back to people forgetting that they're not doing you a favor. This is an ecosystem. Mm. And actually, this country needs small businesses in order for it to grow its economy and to provide employment. That's why we're doing this work. And actually, we have a valuable service to offer, which you don't have the ability or capacity to do. Mm. So why are you making life difficult? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's that's how it is. Like, that's why I, I think that was the first two years. And then I realized that, you know, Megs, just focus on what you on the clients that support you, mm. on the clients that gives you, like, when you get the PO, you're like, sense. you know what? Yeah. Everything can drop at this moment in time. And that's what I decided. Because I was like, and I, I just used to just tell myself, I'm like, these guys, they're going to see me, you know? I don't know why I've always been attracted to people that just will, like, just look at me and, and think, ah, this one, can't <laughs> But I guess then I it it then becomes like a fire in me to be like oh okay is that what you think I'm gonna show you, mm-hmm. you know so it's 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 been like um, it's been like this so all those guys and 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 it becomes where they just think they look at you and they think this is what you deserve mm-hmm. and nothing more nothing less and they're not going to make it any any way better for you you mm-hmm. know so then how do you even try to change that mindset right you don't you just move on like you then have to focus on someone who sees what you offer you know because mm-hmm. i was like that's why i'm saying that for me to fight i'll just show you what is supposed to be done and mm-hmm. how it's supposed to be done i'm not gonna fight with you you know there's an interesting story that i heard i can't even remember like the details in terms of the name of the person, but Mm. there's a woman who was being booked by an organization to speak Mm. um, at their offices for Mm. some event. And so then obviously they ask her, how much is it going to cost? And her response was, pay me whatever you paid a white man who has done the same thing for your organization. Mm. And what they gave her 
was a lot more than she anticipated because we all know <laughs> there's there's this pyramid that exists mm. when it comes to privilege and benefits mm. and how much somebody's worth mm. is and we all know that white men sit at the top of that yeah. and black women are uh, right at the bottom the crumbs yeah. right at the bottom yeah but you find funny what's funny though for me is that i found that it was other black people in that company that will also like question why should it you was. be paid mm. certain amounts you know? because we are in business we know how much you can make in two three days mm. when someone's like they earn a certain amount like why must i give mags like for speakers i'm not a speaker but a speaker who's going to be sitting who's going to be speaking for 20 minutes but they're spending an hour with us but we have to give them my salary for a month mm. do you get what i'm saying yeah so then they, they also have their own internal battles that they are fighting mm. within themselves and then having to give you the money it becomes such like I remember this one time, same thing, one of the speakers, and um, I recommended for someone, a big, big company, mm. you know, and then they loved her. They loved, they interviewed her. And all she asked was like, how much are you guys going to pay me? They thought they were not going to, they thought she was going to do it for free. And then she was like, you know, for because it's such a good brand, she didn't mind doing it for free. But she was curious to be like, guys, how much, you know? And then they called me like, hi, Meg, your person wants money Kira, how can't you guys are not gonna pay her I'm like no i'm like this is a, it's a big company you know the exposure Kira, yeah, it means you guys have so much money you guys so you guys paid the venue you paid the caterers you paid all these people to be there you saving your cost worth for one, one person. person what are you saying who actually also has to work exactly. to prepare exactly. themselves for this for it this. costs money to get dressed to use makeup, to get in your car and drive. And, and in addition to the petrol, it's the wear and tear in your car. And then you've got the traffic. And then you've got to get up and speak. And Do then, people even know what it takes to speak in front of a crowd? Yo, yo, I promise you, me and this guy, I'm like, wow. So you think that, you, you know, I was so disappointed in him. Mm. I'm like, I'm actually disappointed in you that you're not even fighting for her to get anything out. Like, you know, that's the thing about, like you're saying, you know, that's the thing about working with black people. We know we try to put you guys on. I'm like, <laughs> how are you putting her yeah, on if you're not going to pay her? Like, you, like, no, but this is for her break. You know, and I knew I was not going to tell him that, no, she actually was willing not to even be paid. I was mm. like, it's fine, actually. Don't book her. The drama that this is coming with. They like, oh my God. Two days later, secretly called her. Like, okay, we'll give you. They even gave her like triple than what she had anticipated. So now it becomes another egg. You know, like these people were. Like you actually they literally had... wanted to cheat me intentionally. And you had the money you to pay me. Money? You just decided that you're going to erase my actual value in my eyes. Yes. When you actually know. Yes. Oh, you see? That's the thing. That's, that's exactly it. And then uh, I'm like, so when um, she tells me like, oh, these people call me care. Who else can they ask? You are the only person that can do this. Mm -hmm. And they know that, you know. 
and then I called him back. And, oh, I hear you guys are calling. Uh, I guess like yeah, we actually care because she's the best in the business, mm. you know. So I don't understand. Anyway, sharp. Like, but you did not do her any favors. Mm. Just know that, you know. So that's the thing about this whole thing is that as much as we try to blame certain people. Lorona on our own, we're still fighting, you know, each mm. other for us, for, for people not to, for us to get what we are worth, you mm. know, so it's, yeah, it's a Because it also is this, I mean, I know a lot of people who are in business and one of the things that comes up often is how you see the interaction where if a white person or a white business submits a quotation, it's not debated you don't try to negotiate them down. It's like, oh, okay, cool, thanks. The automatic assumption is that that's what they are worth because that's what they said they are worth, and so therefore it is the gospel truth. Number two, the automatic assumption is they are therefore capable. When a black person or a black business submits a quotation, whoa, what is the basis for this? What is it exactly that you're going to be doing for this amount of money? Why is it so high? Why, 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 why can't you bring it down? So if I need you to speak at two events, can you give me a discount? How? How, Sway? <laughs> the sad part, though, you see there's a quotation side, and then there's where you blow their mind, right? Mm. When it comes to presenting, yeah. whatever. So, but you blowing marketing department's mind and mm. they love you they're like then they send your stuff to procurement oh yes and then procurement has no idea what this whole thing is about in the first no. nothing sent me like procurement people even imagine ima- imagine where, how i have to sit down and describe everything that i have to offer mm. sometimes i just put facebook because, like, that's all they know. Yeah. How do I even explain program or anything that are any other things? But then these people are the ones that make a call. Yeah. And then, Sintleza, you get the business. And then you know what happens? They audit you. They check who do you know in the company. Mm. Who... Like, you might even just have a contract for two months because the auditors have gone for you. Like, how is this black business getting this? Like, you're not worthy. Mm. You know, There must like, be corruption like, somewhere. Somehow. Mm. I promise. So, it, it doesn't even stop at the code. Mm. It, until they get you out, mm. it doesn't stop. Yeah. Yo, it's such a, it's, yo, it's such a sad situation. So, it's, then you, and then that's why for me, even my my way of doing business this year has even changed. I'm like, I'm no longer even thinking about brands anymore. Because mm. if if you think about a brand, you think who a marketing director. Those people, when they leave, you are stuck. Yeah. Then you have to now prove yourself to the next person. To the next person, and chances are, forget about it. Because they've got their own. People. They have their own people. Then you have to move with that other marketing director, unless they decide not to go. If they go on their own, then you are like forget about the mm. business anyway. But then it's like, and then so for me, especially being in a tech space, I uh, my business is all about consumer friendly and investor friendly. So mm. now I go for investors. I no longer even go after brands because this visual cycle of 
that's like you are pushed to even think like that even if you didn't want to because mm. you like this thing is not sustainable for always being uh, depending on on brands that can mm. even owe you for years without even paying you. you i don't know? even want to get into chasing invoices <laughs> exactly because that is it's not even stressful it's stressful yeah wow it's crazy so it's it just becomes so people just think it's not not even i'm just saying that you were mentioning codes i'm like you don't realize like the whole process until they take you out mm. they're not gonna stop they have to they will always find someone or someone because they act like the, you know that because you are there it means you took away business for their people yes so now they have to marry to them to us Rona, it it is like oh yeah it's corruption blah 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 but to them it's not it's not how funny is that mm-hmm. it's like yeah, that person just bought you. It's, there's so many people in our industry where we know agencies or certain agencies bought them land. Yeah. There's people with farms. We know these stories. Yeah. That's not corruption. Where one agency can have an account for 20 years. Yes. People have. And they're like, uh, but for born, for them, no. No. Because it's a different. It's not that they play golf together. <laughs> exactly. Their kids go to the same school. Exactly. It's got nothing to do with it that. It has nothing to do with that. When I buy a bottle of wine for someone, when they have like wine, land, like exactly, the standards wow. are different. The, the very... goalposts are always shifting yeah. when it comes down to issues of race mm. and the intersection, obviously, of race and gender. So I think that's also one of the reasons why I I wanted to leave working for people because I just felt like my wings were cut. I could not voice out a lot of things. I could not be open and be myself. Mm. And the only way I could do this is run my business. And like now I'm actually not, I'm intentional about who I I, I do my business with. Mm. Cause I'm like, I'm not even going to force to work when they come, they come. When they like me, they will like me. They will put me on. Mm. But I'm not going to be at anyone's mercy. Yeah. You know, so that's that's what have uh, made me really... Um, those are the type of the decisions that I had mm. to take for myself, for my sanity, mm. you know, to make sure that I become, I don't go back, you know, for, for me to be sustainable as a businesswoman, you know. So that's... You have to then, you are forced to make certain decisions, yeah. whether you like it or not. But it still grows you either way, so it's okay. What has surprised you the most about being in business? I think what surprised me was the first time, like when I hear when someone is moving, is moving from corporate to, to business, I'm like, mm. you know, I'm doing this for, I'm working at, and now I'm doing my own, I'm going to go do my own thing. This is what they're going to do for me. I'm like, hmm. You wanna be <laughs> on your own, <laughs> on your own. <laughs> but you don't wanna mm. tell a person who's starting that, yeah. you know. But you, cause you then already they have their own fears because mm. it's unknown already what's mm. gonna happen. They're gonna become a success either way if it's they just push. A yeah, tough road. But it's just that the people you think are gonna, are gonna support, support you, you are not the ones. They are not the ones. And you know when I first started doing communications consulting after I left employment one of the things that really was so jarring for me was how when I was still employed how many white people I saw 
who were employed by this organization resigned when, uh, and then were back as consultants yeah. a month later, yeah. earning more yeah. than their salary when they were employees. And but now they was, even know how to negotiate because they were in the in they were exactly. inside. They know what they can get away with. And yet this only happened with white people. Mm. It used to blow my mind. Mm. That's how it happened. That's how it is. So that was that's for me that was that's what shocked me. Um when the first thing when I started and another thing, I was just shocked on how I, how much I can make in a month, <laughs> as opposed to but how much you can go dry for like a long yes. time. You know, it's 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 um being uh being in general. I think that's everyone's uh, view is that it's being in business. It has to be a calling for you. Mm. It has to be way bigger than you. You know, because when you are going through, like, I had to go find God to find <laughs> stability yes. for me to be able to maintain and be able to wake up in the morning because you cannot do this on your own. Mm. Like, Sitla, like, when you are talking about uh, me having to go make money on my own, I have families that I have to sustain. Mm. They, like, literally becomes that vein stress Mm. Like, I don't even think about myself, you know? And that's the sad part. Like, I was talking to my friend who's also, also another businesswoman. And we're talking about how when last we've earned salaries for for ourselves. Mm. And she's like, so should we realize we don't even prioritize ourselves? Why don't we pay ourselves? What mm. is it that it says about you that you're not paying yourself, but mm. you are prioritizing other people, you know? So it was, it's, it's that. So I was really like shocked on how much money actually I can make. Mm. I, I love the fact that I'm the one who decide on my accountant and I decide how much we pay SARS than the other way around. Mm. When you have to, when you get a, a pay slip, your money is deducted. Yeah. <laughs> it's deducted already. You have no saying. So that used to, even my uncle who owns a business used to say that, hey, baby. Just know this is the nice thing about own, running a business. But um, the shock for me, though, was how much money is out there. And the more you start thinking of the le- of knowing that the pie is big, mm. like the day Sentin stops building business into building long Those buildings, skyscrapers. <laughs> that's the day I'll stop thinking that the, the pie is big mm, for everyone. Absolutely. There is. The money is there. Is there. You, mm. It's just that you, you're probably not looking or maybe you're in a different space and you're not focusing on where you're supposed to. Mm. But I've realized that the, the pie is big for everyone. You know, so that has also become such a, a mind, you know, eye-opening thing for mm. me to realize that, wow, okay, if you think in a certain way, you will get things done in a certain way. Mm. So it's been really, really, really nice. And what has also what i've shocked me or it's what i'm capable of doing Mm. i I didn't even realize i didn't know i would even run a business for like five years and still still be here and still be here and yeah and and now you see like how what what makes it for you to Mm. thrive you don't you don't have all the answers but 
50%, you kind of know what is it that you need to put in mm. to see the benefits, you know? Because a, a lot of things becomes they always come back in the yes. same way. So you know if this this come back is gonna be like this because I've put in this. Exactly. You know? So it's it's been it's been quite interesting to, to do this. And what has disappointed you the most? Um I just think when you when you realize that all your fears are true, you know? Mm. Like when you realize that um like I said earlier, that when I had to create my own path, mm. it wasn't nice to to fight with people for so long and just having to to prove your worth so many times. So it kind of disapp- it it will disappoint you, you know. Be like, wow, okay, but at the same time, your dis- like that disappointment becomes a lesson for you, and you're able to, you know. So for me, I think. Both the shocking stuff and the disappointments, they go kind of hand in hand mm. for me because um, it was that thing we spoke about earlier that the people that you think are going to, mm. they're not. And it's part of life even in with other way in other ways, you know. Mm. So um, that, yeah, but I, don't, I haven't really thought about it too much. Mm. But I think usually it will be those... Um, battles that we had to go through for me to realize you know what this is not working for me i'm gonna focus on what's working for me Mm. the most yeah i don't really have specific Mm. can't think of anything at the moment i want to chat a bit about sexual harassment Mm. as a woman in business (laughs) yeah i mean i've had my fair share of experiences where in most instances, when we do go out trying to source business, we're dealing with men. The meetings that we have to take are with men. The decision makers are the men. And I've had so many instances where I walk into a room and the first comments are about my appearance. Mm. So already, mm. it's destabilized the whole vibe mm of the meeting, mm. right? Because you're walking in there very professional, you're there to get a job done. Mm. And then somebody reduces you to your appearance before you've even said anything. Mm. And then you present your offering on the basis of what you understand their gaps to be because obviously you've done your homework because you're a professional mm. and you're good at what you do. Mm. And then the decision-making process now must take place over drinks or dinner. <laughs> I can't even tell I, you, you have time how much, I... how much work I have had to walk away from because I refuse to be put in those tough situations. Yeah. You know, I was so lucky. Early, my second job, I found this boss who was a f- super feminist, mm. right? And... You know, sometimes when someone talks about sexual harassment and like when someone is using you as an object and when you when someone says it, you don't even realize you are so caught up in certain things that you don't even realize when when that other person did this to you, that was wrong. Mm. You know, I've had some of those things where I'm like, you know, like. (laughs) When it only hits you later. Exactly. (laughs) And for me, because. I'm a salesperson, right? So being 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 a f- f- 
fetishes and it's part of my thing right my yeah. work but my boss who was also a salesperson she literally we i went to a meeting with her and that started happening she closed her laptop she's like i cannot continue doing this she's like next let's go so i've heard i've seen someone and luckily she was you know when a white person does something like yes this is how it's supposed so i've learned that i know <laughs> when you're young you just think oh if she can do it it can be done mm. so uh, um so i've i've had to do those things so mm. i've ne- i didn't even get to it doesn't even go further mm. they know it's like you cannot even you know either i play dumb you know i'm like i talk about my husband throughout the whole and, meeting yeah, and it's like you can't <laughs> see what they're trying to do exactly yeah or i work out because if i can see that okay this is not gonna so i learned from that woman a long time ago to walk away mm. when someone wastes your time mm-hmm. and when someone does crosses the line crosses the yeah. line because unfortunately for us you're gonna be asked questions like they you are until the guy admits on anything you are still the one who was it wrong mm. what were you wearing why, how did you provoke how him? did you, you know those why th- did he think you are yeah. open to the why idea why are you the only person that's talking about yes. this this guy is a married guy he will never until someone else says something you're still on your own for the longest time mm. so this lady she taught me to like literally stop it right at the beginning mm. or if i see i swear i will talk about my husband so many times that my guy even people oh you are the husband <laughs> because i'm like that's how i try to to block things mm. so i think um but before him i i used to just walk away so i don't even know what would have happened if mm. i didn't do that so i've been so lucky to be able to to have met that lady it's a, a very like um when I was still quite young, mm. and she taught me to do that, and I don't regret any of my decisions for mm. actually walking away from certain men because of what I can see with where this conversation mm. was headed. Like I said, because I'm in sales now, it the thing is that because I know now it's gonna depend on them for the longest time, mm. so I would rather take myself out of the situation. Mm. Well, then ask the company to please send someone else because I cannot do it. You know, so luckily for me, I've, I can only imagine, but yeah, it is, it is, it is rough. And when you hear, like, even with other people for them to just, you know, this one time when Sentin was trending, Mm -hmm. I could only, for me, I'm like, "Hmm." I really hope that that woman was not forced to do that because of a position Mm -hmm. that for me, that was something that was in my head, you know, I'm like. I didn't even think of anything else. I was like, I wonder if she did that because she wanted to. Mm. I It's so sad that when you see something like that as a woman, automatically you don't think it was a mutual thing. Mm. You That because of Because what? we understand the power dynamics that come into play. To in play, exactly. Exactly. So that the was, abuse of power. Mm. But also the other thing for me that was interesting... Um, well, not necessarily interesting because we've come to expect it mm. uh, within our environments. Um, and for our listeners who don't have the context, there's a video that was circulated on social media a few months ago, mm. two maybe so months mm. ago, um, that somebody had taken outside an office building 
and they took a video of two people in one office who were having sexual relations. Now, the nature of the relationship, nobody knows. Mm. Obviously, nobody has a context for it. But it struck up a number of various conversations on social media. Because on the one hand, you have women questioning the the context in terms of was it was it sex mm. or was it rape mm. because even if it's not necessarily a violent um, mm. air quotes um act of sexual violence mm. but also you know it is rape when you are coercing someone mm to perform sexual acts mm. with you. So there, w- there was that part of it. But the other part of it, which was interesting for me, was people who were saying they feel sorry for this woman's husband. husband. You don't even know this woman. You don't know whether or not she's married. Mm. You don't know anything about her life, but you already are feeling sorry for an imaginary man. Man. It's always sad. <laughs> yeah, right? And the man that she was... No. engaged with in this video nobody focused no. any attention no. on him no. it was all about this one black woman her. full stop exactly so that unfortunately also that was also one of i just i just prayed that i hope that was consensual not, yeah that's that's what i just said like if anything else doesn't mm. matter because we and then like think about it you know so for me the odds were like i i just hope <laughs> that they yeah. like we know how it goes exactly exactly now we briefly touched on this earlier but i want to come back to it um and that's the issue around being a business owner who services organizations or corporates etc mm-hmm. and the role that being sponsored or being vouched for by somebody within that organization plays and your ability to secure business, to to have solid, healthy contracts, um, and to be paid fairly. Mm-hmm. How have you navigated that space? Have you had situations where you've had people who have vouched for your capabilities mm-hmm. in terms of helping you kind of entrench your services within their organization? Mm-hmm. Or have you struggled to find people who are willing to step up and say, this is a service provider that can deliver. Yeah, so for me, I had to, I have to kind of away find someone who will vouch for me because I know me on my own cannot do mm. it, you know. So I knew what my, um, my, like, weaknesses were as a business, black business person. So I knew if I'm going to navigate in corporate to get corporate to support me, I need to find someone that's going to vouch for me. Mm. That's why they what that um that SAB program I told you about. Mm. I was like, okay, I need to be in this program for them to be forced forced in a way yeah. to deal with me or to support me. Or luckily at the, even at the stage of uh of our my life, our life is that most of the people that when we were young, we started with, now they are calling the shots, mm. you know, so you just need to make sure that you position yourself in a way that they can vouch for you, you know, and be like, um, okay, no, I know Megs, but it has to be, 
you are forced to has to be someone with authority. Yeah. You like the person who signs, mm. the person who's not even going to ha- try to like defend you what their word is, their word is. Mm. It's that's how like we are where I am. Like mm. I'm forced to to make sure that I am aligned with those type of people. So in a like most of my at the moment though, I'm so lucky because with the tech space and the digital space, I've gotten recommendations via, you know, so someone will be like, do you know this girl? Yes, I know her. And then mm-hmm. the person will be like, okay, if this person is watching for this girl, it means mm-hmm. she knows, you know. So some of, like I've had like two clients now that I've never even met, but mm-hmm. they just love how we work. But in general that's how for me and uh, and how i understand to run my business is to make sure that i'm not gonna waste my time mm. being worth because i know what my time is worth you know so i know that i'm not gonna waste my time trying to speak to someone who doesn't have any authority so clear but you'll hear that those people also get investigated mm. you know to find way like why what is, is the relationship what is the relationship mm. you know so it's kind of hard for for them to to stick their neck to, out for you exactly and Liban, you know the things that they say like Max, please don't disappoint me. Like, why would I disappoint you? You know, so it's like um, so even them vouching for you, it's Put still for man. them. It's it's still like yo, it's not easy that 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 whole process. But I find that it's better for me to to, to align some, yourself to align yeah. myself with those type of people and luckily like i said it's people that when i started uh, when we were young now they like kind of directors and mm. all of that so it helps i think the the overarching theme for me that really comes through from our conversation is around transformation mm-hmm. right and how corporates specifically mm. um talk so much about focusing on transformation and having transformed organizations and investing in small enterprises but when you actually get down to it they're not doing any of that it's all pretty on paper it's for them it's great for your your brand proposition they get extra points certificates so that you can get enterprise development yes Mm. exactly Mm. But when you actually look at the nitty-gritty of it, they are far from being being transformed because it's still very difficult for black women in business to get into corporate. Mm. That's just to get a foot in. And then it's very difficult to get paid your worth, right? And then it's even more difficult to get repeat business. Mm. So just the thought of being a black woman in business and having a contract for five years with a corporate, is uh, is that even possible? I don't even like, you know, when I went to India and I realized how a lot of startups, they are so successful is because of the contracts. Exactly. They don't work with you. But the confidence is not there for me to be like minimum, you know, one year for me to work with you. And but and as you say this, though, also, even even people that are in, in corporate when you hear these companies when it's International Women's Day, they support International Women's Day. On Women's Month, they support Women's Month. They are the ones who are at the forefront about how they support. Why aren't the women working there talking about how they're treated exactly. in those companies? Like, exactly. for me, if I hear 
a brand telling me they're changing their logo from W to M for no from M, M to, to w. w for women and then you're like okay can I speak to the women that work for you they they are, that's what I care exactly. about don't tell me about your logo mm. changing a color mm. and what you know that's exactly that you know mm. like I think two weeks ago I was in a meeting um with one of the big five uh, banks retail banks in South Africa mm. <laughs> and then uh but the funny the thing about this one was a good meeting and then they like it was a whole table of you know and they re- they they like mags you're saying you've been around for 5 years why haven't we known about you i'm like gatekeepers guys we're not going to sit here and pretend like um people haven't tried to block me mm. i know that people have tried to block me mm. because if anyone knows about a black female tech company, media company, they will go after you because they know you are the holy grail for them to look good for their BEA, right? Yeah. And I'm not going to not sit here and think and say that's not a, an advantage for me because it helps mm. It helps the business. But I, I, they were all shocked. Like, so how have you been around for so long but we don't know about you? And I said to them, you guys know I'm sitting here on this big table with you guys because you have a black agency. Mm. that's who they brought me here everyone else would have never they don't mm. even like they try like i've been yo, you don't know how it's been like i remember i was at an i used to serve another big i, I stay away from agencies actually the agencies have traumatized me <laughs> yo these people i just thought of a story how I used to serve this agency and then I was investigated by people I don't even know. Oh my gosh. And I hear like someone, like a PA who was sitting there. No one is even telling me this is mm. happening. She's like, no man, they're talking about Meg. Meg is such a nice girl. Mm. She sent me a text like, hey Meg, this is you had been spoken about digital Shiro. Who, who does it know? How did she get the business? Oh my I, I was like, wow, you know, so even when you are there, it's, it's such a sad situation. Mm. So I've had, for the longest time, I stayed away from agencies, mm. you know, it's like, you know, if for my sanity, I am not even going to deal with these people. Mm. And then, um, yeah, so when this big, when this company, when this bank was asking why and how come they don't know about me i just had to call a spade what it is yeah that's exactly it you guys have a black agency they are the ones that call me that's why i'm sitting here but the other mm, agencies you've had before they know me but they never they will never they they would have never never yeah yeah. because then they knew that the client would like me and they will ask them why isn't this why isn't Meg on the schedule we don't understand why isn't she doing more work why isn't Mm. she doing more work and they wouldn't have any answers for them. But I think the other the other thing for me is I really struggle when organizations do that, when they say, oh, why have we never heard about you? Mm. Because if you genuinely cared about transformation, mm. if you genuinely cared about seeing black faces mm. and the faces of black women and their work and elevating it and giving it platforms, you would make sure that you're doing the work to ensure that those people are given the opportunities. Yeah. You would make sure that if your decision is to work via agencies, that those agencies, it is mandated that they outsource a certain percentage of not just work, but revenue mm. to black 
owned and black woman owned businesses mm. as part of their offering. If they cared, they would do it. Yeah. The reality is that they That's, don't care enough. They don't care na- enough. So I really hope that um, that is, that meeting is because now it's been moved to another agency. The work now. Mm. Which now is giving me anxiety. Now because I'm now like, we're back to square one. I always blow clients away, you know. But when it, it now has to move to, it then becomes uh, another fight and time and me like being like I don't have time for this, mm. you know. So, but I'm just really hoping for the best because the dynamics have changed within that agency. Mm. The very person that put me in that table is still within the process. Mm. So I'm still hoping that the outcome will be for the benefit of the company because meaning if we get that contract we can employ more people Mm -hmm. you know and uh, make sure that um, even our work in the communities become much better and broader for us Mm -hmm. so for me and for them for brands they what they understand what they know is when they bring money into the company it's not just for us for the company it also goes back to the community Mm. so that's why for me even our when i describe what what my company is about it's about social impact but still making sure that our clients get the best roi for them Mm. you know so as much as they go to our communities take money from them they still need to leave something for them that's why wi-fi for for us is such a big thing because for me it's makes uh, it makes sense because you're giving our communities access to information mm. that has become a problem for our country when people don't realize how much is actually avail- available for mm. them but they don't know you know mm. so access to internet access access to information has become a big path p- part of of the company's uh, vision to make sure that it's done mm. so and it's <laughs> yeah <laughs> you gotta be so 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 proud it's like yeah so close that's amazing yeah. so for people who don't know about digital shiro what is your business about what do you do so we like a, a, a innovative publisher right mm-hmm. we own media we own a few websites uh i don't know if you know in entertainment sa mm-hmm. it's one of a lot of people know Zalebs. Mm-hmm. It's a black version of Zalebs. Has a like our traffic. It's also quite good, mm-hmm. uh, but it's much more young. Eighty three percent black. You know, uh, our audience is quite young as well. They go. It's the ones mostly for gossip. You know, they like the the gossip mm-hmm. stuff. We own that, and then we also own a few Wi Fi. Um, areas mm-hmm. and also have rights in a lot of wi-fi uh, hotspot areas for advertising purposes okay so as advertisers come in put in money for 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 having branding like when you go into a webs- on, on a on a wi-fi there's a captive portal mm-hmm. we give brands access to that inventory okay. you know so before the person gets the free wi-fi they get to interact with the, with brand. the brand yes yeah so then we encourage brands to 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 put in more money in those areas for free access to internet mm. do you see where it comes in so as much as they get people to engage with their brand they're still giving something to mm. the community so the big focus of the company is being the wi-fi space but on a much more impactful way mm. than just running a standard banner 
all and the people that you're running the banner to has no benefit you know mm. so that's that's the focus but we still run uh, digital media campaigns your programmatic stuff your social media impactful social media campaigns mm-hmm. paid media campaigns for 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 certain brands and then but yeah that's what we do we like a, a an innovative publisher who's in the tech space and yeah Okay. Does it make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I sometimes, like, if you're not in marketing, you won't understand what I do. Mm. So it's even hard for me, even when I go to events, and people are like, you're not networking. You're like, these are CEOs that don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... The numbers people. Exactly. They just... Um, so you have to be... make. I have to really be strategic. When I go to an event, I'm not just going to... I know okay, you, who and who is going to be there. Right. And those are... I can go to an event and just be to two people that was gonna turn my world yeah you know? absolutely exactly i'm not gonna go to an event and, and try and speak to everyone and you no. don't even know who's there so what's the value in exactly. it exactly so yeah okay so where can people find you online okay so my name is it's megs underscore shivanda so that's uh, my following everywhere if you want to to chat to me um, I also like to encourage young, um, I call myself an uplifter, a cheerleader for young women. So I also have a foundation called Bloom Girls Rock Foundation. So a lot of young uh, uh, girls, I've seen that my, when I check my demographics and my following, it's a lot of young females that support, that follows me. And we chat on, on, on my DMs and they always want to know like how to do certain things. I'm good at that, you know, mm. so I'm, I'm, I've, I found that I'm very good at advising certain uh, young females. I feel like I'm more impactful with women, mm-hmm. um, with guys, unless he, they're willing, yeah. I don't even bother myself because I feel like men listen to other men then, you know, so you can follow me if, um, for as Max uh, underscore Shivanda, we can talk there in any of the platforms. Uh, and then my company's name is called Digital Shiro Media Group. Mm-hmm. So um, and we are on, I'm more, we are more active on Facebook mm-hmm. and on Instagram here and there. Oh, not Twitter, I struggle. You are a Twitter person. <laughs> yeah. You are like... Uh, Twitter's my space. It is. It's your space. My space, funny enough, is Facebook. How funny. I love... Yeah, I know. It's so interesting. And the, the referrals I was telling you about, mm. it's from it's Facebook, Facebook people, mm. you know? So um, um, so that's how you find me. It's Digital Shiro. It's Max underscore Shivanda. And please also be kind enough to... It's Bloom Girls Rock dot org www.bloomgirlsrock.org it's a platform where we celebrate women that comes from the free state mm. um 80% is about women that comes from the free state the other 20 it's you know like people from south african women uh, international women that are just doing great things mm. so but the focus is on the free state but you will find that we do celebrate other women that mm. don't come from the free state um, it's just, it has just, it became a thing for me when I realized that when I was in matric, there was no place, like, I only had, I only saw Bobasetsana, Bokani, you know, mm. like, these women are celebrated by their own, like, they come, Basetsana, so where to go, we mm. all know this, 
you know so you know where these other women i'm like but where are the free state girls yeah. so that was for me that became a big thing and i had to make sure like now people realize like your intabelendi gozi the girl who's doing the mutual bank mm-hmm. she's from butabelo which is like less than an hour from Bloomfontein. Mm-hmm. from Scandal. You know, like, there's a lot of women that we now celebrate, that people know, like, oh, these are Bloom girls, right. or they're from the Free State. And, uh, yeah, so we, I, I just wanted to, it's my thing to celebrate women. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, that platform um, is also one of our stuff. So you can, you know about it. Yes, yeah, other people can also go <laughs> check it out and see what, what we are about. We celebrate women and we also run computer literacy classes mm. in the squatter camps of the free state. Okay. Yeah, so you see the computer literacy, yes, the Wi-Fi. That is all. what we call alignment. Exactly. <laughs>